Banana Bunch. Sorry about that. I was just doing a little cleanup in the studio. You know what time it is, though. That's why you're here. It's time for another episode of the Jungle Gyms Podcast. I'm your host, Mark. Here's what's up. We got a shorter one for you this week. Look, I- I've heard your comments and thoughts and requests, and I want to play and switch up the format a little bit here. So this is kind of my uh, transitional episode as we lead into that. Are you excited? Probably. A few things we decided. Obviously, there's been a big push on our end to do YouTube content because Jungle Gyms is such a visual place. And to be honest with you, I'd rather watch people talk about food than just hear them talk about it. However, I recognize that that's not the case for everybody, and I'm not my own audience, even though I do listen to the show. I'm a huge fan. I love the host. So I'm going to continue releasing both an audio and video version of this, but YouTube is going to become a little more, well, for lack of a better description, YouTube-y. Uh, we want to do more short-form content. That really is exciting. And then I'm going to shift the format of the audio show just so slightly uh, in that, you know, I, I've gotten a lot of complaints that people have thought it's a little too long. So I, listen, I hear you all. That's why I ask you all to reach out to me all the time because this show is not just for me or for us here at Jungle Gyms. The show is really for the audience. So you'll notice that the audio podcast will get quite a bit shorter. And instead of breaking it up into multiple different segments, instead, I just want to have organic conversations. So typically each episode will now have a specific guest formulated here to talk about it. So it should be a lot of fun or at least very interesting. I'm hoping one of the two. So a lot of these segments that we do right now on the show that shows up in both places, things like what's in your cart, or we just did a great YouTube piece recently on some new product that Pepsi gave us. That's going to be the home of our content, right? You're going to find all that kind of stuff there on YouTube. It's going to be usually a little shorter format. We're thinking like, you know, some of these videos are like five to 10 minutes long, but that gives us a chance to produce them a little more intently and detailed and just provide you a better product. While again, the audio side is going to focus more on these conversations that are somewhat longer form so we can focus on a specific topic or something that really speaks to the jungle brand. So with all that out of the way, I want to thank you all for reaching out to me and giving me comments in the first place. Thanks for feeling comfortable enough to do that. You have great taste. Uh, And this is probably a good time for me to tease you with something I'm working out for future episodes and future YouTube content and something I'd love for you to play along with. It's about to be December. Uh, Advent calendars are huge. You can imagine the Advent calendars we get here at Jungle Gyms are kind of unique. So I was hoping that you all would join me on a little taste journey over the month as we try out these two Advent calendars. Advent calendar number one here from Bun Maman. It's a bunch of French jellies and one honey. So we got 24 options there. That's one of them. Guess what? It's on sale this week too, which is a perfect time for you to get this so you can eat along. And I've got one more too. This one I think a lot more of you are maybe excited about, a cheese advent calendar. Uh, This one also has 24 options, although I will say in advance, it looks like this one has repeats. Don't judge me, I didn't make the advent calendars, I just picked them up. But the point of all this is tell you, A, come in, grab this so you can eat along with me because each week we're gonna do seven days of it. You'll notice conveniently that the seventh day of December is a Wednesday, so we'll be in perfect time. 
but more importantly, if you like watching this kind of content, if you're on YouTube right now, what I need you to do is hit the subscribe button. I need you to hit that little bell with the subscribe button, and that's going to notify you every time we put out a video, right? That way, you know, the subscription's nice, but it probably helps when you get to see new content coming out because I think you're going to really like what we have in store, and if you haven't yet, you can check out two of our most recent pieces on there, the aforementioned Pepsi piece where we did a review on their Pepsi S'mores collection, which was a ton of fun, as well as our tips to save Thanksgiving that we released last week. That was a lot of fun, too. So, again share this stuff with people, hit the like button, but most importantly, subscribe, hit the bell next to subscribe. And you know what helps with engagement? Leave me a comment about something you liked in the piece. I'd love it. This is how we all get successful and grow. So anyway, get these two calendars, the cheese calendar. These are both, these are available in both of our locations. The cheese calendar is in the cheese department, which probably goes without saying. The Bon Maman calendar is out in international. Uh, you'll see like our international holiday treats. So that should be great. So let me get these out of the way. All right, everybody. So here at Jungle Gyms, if you've been before, you know we've got a lot of interesting stuff that happens in the store. We've got a lot of interesting things. And one of my favorite things about Jungle Gyms is how many products we found a way to recycle and reuse. And that creates a lot of our interesting things. I mean, stuff from like our animatronics that we've either updated or modified to our settings to things like this table that were some, another table that have been, you know, it's been Frankenstein together in a bunch of ways. So because of that, I've got a really fun and interesting, you know, and I thought, honestly, after the holidays, there always feels like there's a lot of waste after Thanksgiving and Christmas. I thought, you know, having this episode focusing on like some of the cool recycling stuff that's happening in our area. And, you know, these people have a tie to the jungle too. Uh, I thought this was just an interesting thing. And you know me, I love a little human interest action. So let's dive right into that. So if you've been to Jungle Gyms, you've seen all kinds of crazy stuff here. There's a lot of, uh, a Jungle once described himself as his own kind of Dr. Frankenstein, bringing things back to life. So I thought, what a cool way uh, to bring in a group of people here who could really relate to that on a spiritual level. So why don't you both introduce yourselves? Carrie, I'll have you go first and tell me who you're here with. Okay. My name's Carrie Harms, and I'm one of the directors of the Cincinnati Recycling and Reuse Hub. And I am Aaron Fay, and I am the board president for the Cincinnati Recycling and Reuse Hub. Oh, awesome. Okay, cool. Mm -hmm. yeah, so tell us a little- Very fancy. Yeah, no, I yeah. love it. Exactly. It's incredibly official. I don't get paid though, so it's I not that fancy. I thought it was crazy that we had to do a wardrobe change. We were all in tuxedos. Yeah, I just yes. want to do something a little more relaxed. Yes. Uh, candle it. Um, tell me a little bit about the hub, which I, that's my new favorite nickname for it as yes, I learned yep, the website. That's what we call it. Mm -hmm. yep, yeah, so what, what is the purpose of the hub? Mm -hmm. So the hub, um, our mission is to really try to change the way people think about their things. And we're filling gaps for recycling and reuse in the tri-state area. Uh, we're providing a place where a lot of things that can't go in curbside recycling can be recycled. And then we're also providing a place for people to come and quote unquote shop our reuse area for a lot of items that don't have a place to go to be to be, you know, put on a shelf and wait for somebody to take them to reuse as well. Sure. Mm -hmm. kind of combating disposability, which I feel like is 100%. such a big, yeah, yeah, that's gotta be, that seems like such a huge problem for us as a people these days where it it's all just like, all right, well, I'll just throw it out. It'll be fine. You that's know? our yeah. society is very disposably minded and yeah. we're trying to flip the switch on that and really encourage people to like, if you're done with it, you, we want you to think about, can somebody else use it in the same way or could somebody else use it possibly in a different way before it goes to the, to the trash? Because ultimately the term throw it away is not, does not, it doesn't go away. 
Right. It goes to the landfill, and yeah. we don't want that to happen. Yeah, it's just if like we can avoid it. <laughs> living mm-hmm. somewhere else after that, you're like, but I, and, you know, Eternity. I have this. Yes. I, I get on this this soapbox every so often where I think as a people we're a little too out of sight, out of mind. Uh-huh. So I think this is such a brilliant thing that you all are doing here. Are there um, are there like educational programs or anything like that that you all offer uh, to tell everybody about? You know, or rather to educate the audience about. Yeah. Um, know, at this point, we don't offer any educational programs on site. That mm-hmm. is one of our um, major missions coming up once we feel like we can. We, we don't, our current site, we don't really have an educational space per se. We're, okay. in, a where, we're in a very old warehouse sure. that's not climate controlled. Um, one of my big passions, though, and one of the reasons why um, I'm excited to be involved with this, this, the hub is education and I would like to really start teaching people about how to consume less so not even how not even can we give something another life or can we try to recycle something but how can we can we refuse first and can we um, purchase things less and can we re can we slow down and rethink about what we're bringing into our house um, so we do a lot of out community education, mm-hmm. like um, I'm speaking at the um, the Walnut Hills High School Sustainability Club, and I'm doing um, a talk at um, a little reuse shop downtown called Simply Zero. So we do a lot of community education, sure, um, but we don't have anything in-house quite yet. We do give tours, though, of the hub, and, which are very educational. Yes. So we are talking and... For for the tours, basically, we're talking about what as much about what we can and can't do at the hub as much as like what clearing up a lot of questions, which people there's a lot of confusion about curbside recycling. So what can and can't go into curbside recycling through Rumpke's program, basically, and there's other uh, companies that do pick up curbside recycling, but ultimately, no matter who it is, it's going to Rumpke regionally, as they're the ones that get it all. So we're clearing up a lot of confusion about that. Uh, And like I said, we're educating people about what we can and can't do, about what the chasing arrow symbols mean and why there's confusion around that. So there's a lot of takeaways from just coming to the hub and getting a tour for sure. Well, so while I've got you here, let me corner you with that. What (laughs) are some of those common misconceptions or things that people don't really know? I say for myself, maybe as well, you know, as I just dump cardboard in my recycling bin. (laughs) Yes. Yes. I think the biggest one probably is around plastics. Mm -hmm. Um, And Rumpke, has pretty much always only taken a plastic bottle and a plastic jug. So okay. for for those big recyclers, it is way it's about the shape. It's not necessarily about the material. Interesting. For plastic. Huh. Mm-hmm. I had no idea. Yes. Uh, everything else, like cardboard's cardboard, papers, paper, alu- metal, yeah. aluminum is mm-hmm. aluminum. But for 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 plastic, it's about the shape, not mm-hmm. about the um, number. The number or yeah, the type. Mm-hmm. Correct. Um, and yeah. I think that's probably the biggest misconception about curbside recycling is that if it's plastic, I can throw it in because they take plastic. Sure. Mm-hmm. They only take bottles, jugs, and tubs. Huh. No other shape. So if it is not shaped like a bottle, a jug, or a tub. And a cup. Sh- it, which is brand new. Yeah. Um, mm-hmm. Which oh, is okay. also a similar it is tub a, shape. Correct. A tall tub. It is a tall tub. Exactly. A standing tub. There you go. There you go. What is the why behind the shape thing, though? That's. I'm sorry to get stuck on that, mm-hmm. but I'm just sort of like... 
Yeah. What, mm-hmm. Is it like a can processing you issue? Than I can? Um, so our understanding, so all of the things that Rumpke takes are things that can make them money. Okay. Ultimately. Right. So there's a lot of things that we take that are that are difficult to recycle because of the other things that can end up in there. Mm-hmm. So we're doing a lot of uh, sorting like at the source. So we're asking people to come in and do that sorting for oh, us. Okay. Where if you go to Rumpke's recycling facility, they have the only humans that are there are only there to pull off all of the wrong stuff that goes into the bin. So everything else is getting sorted by uh, like uh, robots robots and magnets for metal and air for blowing paper. And, you know, the glass gets crushed and it goes through openings in the conveyor belt. So all of that is basically happening without people. Right. So in order to do that next level that we're doing, it requires a lot of people to do that right and that and we're a nonprofit. we're funded by grants and donations 100 percent. so that's and that's a something that rumpke's not really probably one looking to do and too able to do right they're in that trash is cash uh end of the business Correct. as Which it were understandably yeah. sure. and they are i tell people all the time that get so frustrated by rumpke it's so confusing we know it is but ultimately they are doing really great things. Yeah. And yes. the only reason our region is even able to recycle glass, period, is because they uh, they built a recycling facility for glass, specifically in Dayton. Otherwise, it would have to go into the garbage. So they're, they're a local company. They started out not even doing recycling. But what they're doing, they're really doing good things. And they're always trying to find ways to take more things they want to be able to take more right yeah that makes sense yeah but they if there's not an end market that's even it's the same for us if we don't have we don't want to be a storage facility Mm -hmm. if we don't have we're not necessarily trying to sell our stuff right but if we don't have an end market for something then we can't take it either and that's where that's where so much of the like you really have to think deeper about what something is well, a good example was um, like a tennis ball container that's plastic, but then has the metal ring at the top. Yeah. Like you're like, oh, well, it's plastic, but it also is metal. So, and you can't separate them easily. Mm-hmm. So like there always has to be, there always has to be an end user or an end buyer for everything. And recycling plastics outside of those blow mold plastics, which are that shape. Sure is extremely difficult. Interesting. Extremely difficult. For whatever whatever scientific reason is behind that, it's very difficult to recycle all of those other shapes. And partly it might just be because there's so many. Mm-hmm. Right. I mean, if we looked around this room, we could find a million different things made yeah. out of plastic, mm-hmm. shapes, sizes, other things with them. Right. Mm-hmm. Um, and so that's, I think, another big piece of it. Is, yeah, I, and I didn't even think about like some of those devices, uh, I say devices, but you know, things where they are multimedia as correct. it were. Correct. Mixed you know. materials. Mixed, Mixed materials. materials. Yes, they're very, very problematic for sure. Yeah, yes. it's, it's gonna make it so much harder. And mm-hmm. then so much harder. Yeah. yeah. And you really will need the people that hands out, set correct. it up. So when I, let's say, walk me through it. Let's say I walked into the hub right now. Like what is the experience like for the, I guess we'll call them the customer? Customer, right? customer. Okay. yeah, we Absolutely. call them the customer. Amazing. So. We, so we have a mini hub that's set up on our first floor. Mm -hmm. So you come in, 
typically with like a big old Tupperware. Some people just have like all their stuff shoved in there. Other people have like specific boxes and bags and right. everything separated perfectly. <laughs> Depends on the person. Right. But then we have our mini hub set up where like everything has a place. So we are asking our customer to sort right there. Okay. So when you bring in your um, you know, your old shoes and your styrofoam and your plastics, we're asking that you put those things in each one of those containers. So usually, I mean, I like to tell people if you're coming the first time, give yourself plenty of time so that you can really look around and you can understand what we're doing. It's going to take yeah. you a little time. There's usually three or four volunteers there to help everybody answer. There's a million questions that get asked down there. Um, some people, again, it takes five minutes. Some, I, the other day, there was a woman there. I swear she was there for two hours. Mm -hmm. She just kept bringing containers out of her car. I yes. was like, what is in there? Like, <laughs> yeah. You drove here in a, in a clown car. Yeah, like, what right. is going on That's in amazing. there? Right. Yes, yes. <laughs> yeah. So... So then you drop everything off. We do charge fees for some of what we collect. So mm -hmm. um, things like batteries, light bulbs, electronics, things mm -hmm. that we have to pay to then recycle. Absolutely, that um, makes sense. But then about you know seventy five percent of what we take is free for people to drop off. So you 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 sort everything at the source, and then us as volunteers, we take it all up to the fourth floor. And then we sort it again on the fourth floor, and that's where we store things in a bigger quantity. Okay. Um, yeah. But yeah, the experience, I mean, we're right off the highway. We try to make the experience user friendly. Mm -hmm. um, and we really try to make sure we're answering everyone's questions so that they're learning each time. Yeah, that's yeah. awesome. Which is a big part of it, again, talking about education. Yeah. Everybody yeah. seems to leave with uh, positive thoughts about, you know, their experience and uh, generally complimentary. And because of the fact that we are going beyond just educating about the hub part of the things right. and going even into Rumpke. And we're also, we on our website, we have a whole resource page for things that we can't take. And oh, if we can take it, here's some places where you can take it to. Because yeah. we, we want, we really want to be, that's where the, the hub name came. We want to be kind of the resource for things, whether we can take it or we can't. I love that. Yeah. And I was going to ask that. So that's like even better. I'm like, set up, as a matter of fact, while we're talking about what is the website is when you send people to it. Yeah. It's Cincinnati Recycling and Reuse Hub.org. Yes. Cool. Yes. So they can find all kinds of information like drop off times, Correct. all yes. the useful stuff that all I otherwise. The useful stuff. So totally. what we can take is that's a drop down menu. If you go to what we, t what can we take? There's what can we take for a fee? There's what can we take for free? There's what we can take through a program called TerraCycle that we haven't talked about yet and then also what we can take through zero landfill cincinnati another program we haven't talked about yet and then what what we can't take so those are all part of that drop down menu and Perfect. there's all kinds of great information on all of that i love it yeah so you mentioned some of those new programs. Yeah. What are what are these new programs that are coming to you? Yes. Do you want to talk about TerraCycle, Erin? Uh, sure. Okay. So it is not new to us. Um, I have been recycling TerraCycle for seven years, I think. Um, TerraCycle is like a hyper-specific recycling place that recycles extremely hard to recycle things. Oh, so okay. via TerraCycle, you can recycle even things like cigarette butts. 
Wild. Which is insane. What, um, what, what, are, what happens with those? Do we know? I should I not even ask? We don't know. So projects, we don't hopefully. know. And yes. we don't take them, by the way. We don't take <laughs> them, yes. I've always, I've always been like, I want to take cigarette butts, but I'm so afraid of it. That yeah. I'm right. like, ugh, yeah. so gross. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, but we collect about 30 different, they're called brigades. So they're very specific things through TerraCycle. And one nice thing that TerraCycle does is they do, they give back. So... Um, as long as you are affiliated with like a school, a church, a nonprofit, um, they will give money back to your organization for the shipping. So um, we collect a whole bunch of things. Um, a good example is like um, at uh, Tom's yes. is like toothbrushes, toothpaste, floss, and deodorant. Yeah. Mm -hmm. I put it all in a box. We usually wait till the box gets to be about 20 pounds. And then I print off a free label and I ship it to TerraCycle. Mm -hmm. And then I'm not 100% sure what it happens on that uh, when it gets there. Yeah. I'm sure it's something like what we do. They mm -hmm. sort it all. Right. They yeah. pick through it. And then they find a recycler. Yeah. Um, but that's that's a program that I've been doing for a long time. And it, it ebbs and flows. Um, but, you know, it... <laughs> they're doing better about being more transparent. They're not though. super transparent. They're, okay. They're getting better about it. That's good. And they're, yeah. they're doing good, like, better. They're, like... There's links to go to click this link and you can see what's happening oh, with, with this specific item once it comes to our facility. And yeah. they do a lot. They're doing more about like showing you what their office spaces are like and other programs that they're doing. So um, they take originally Taco Cell. Taco Bell hot sauce packets. Yeah. So clean Very and dry. Very familiar, unfortunately. Yes, yeah. <laughs> so for the past... Has it even been a year? No. I don't think... So they started taking those maybe six months ago or something, turning them into park benches and picnic tables. Oh, that's cool. And yeah. they just announced that they are now expanding it to any brand of... Packet. A condiment packet, huh. basically. Uh -huh. so, Interesting. I uh -huh. love this. Skyline so I've shipped sauce. one yes. time, I've shipped yes. like a 10-pound box yep. of Taco Bell sauce packets, which yeah. is crazy to me that anyone's even saving them, but crazy. they are. They yeah. are. Um, and now they'll take any type of condiment pack. Yeah. So wild. I need some wild. of that condiment pack furniture. I'm uh, excited about that. <laughs> like, what does that like, look like? Yeah, I'm curious. Yeah. I'm like, does it still say what flavor it is? Yeah. Yes. <laughs> right? Yes. Right? So That's they're amazing. doing better. TerraCycle is being more transparent, which good. is good. Yeah. But um, yeah, Aaron talked about the, you know, toothbrushes, toothpaste tubes, deodorant sticks. We take plastic gift cards and credit cards, razors, razors razor blades, the packaging, um, dried up pens, highlighters, markers, and glue sticks. Like wow. those are examples of things that we take where it can be any brand. And then like Aaron said, there's a lot of things that we take that's brand specific mm -hmm. as well. But all of the, the list of those things are is all on the website, like I said, under what we take through TerraCycle. Lots of stuff that people are using every day. They're generally small, items yeah. and easy to collect if you're willing to do the work. If you wear contacts, like your Yeah, we take contacts. The the yeah. cases they come in, the little like blister packs yeah. that they come in initially, the storage cases, the box Even the like, actual contact. Even now. the actual contact. It's crazy. <laughs> yes. Yes. So yeah. I'm just looking for somebody with my exact same prescription to find yeah. it in the yes. future. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Along with my used cigarette butts. Right? I'm still really <laughs> stuck on that one. We'll talk about that after the show. <laughs> I'm sure. just like, where could this even go? I have no um, idea. Was there a second program that you'd mentioned so, as well? Yeah. 
called a Zero Landfill Cincinnati. Oh, yes. I read a little bit about that on the website. Yep. So that's a program that started originally in Cleveland, Mm -hmm. and it's a way for um, interior design and architecture firms to uh, take all the samples that are used for client presentations, and instead of throwing them away, take them to a central location and let people come and take what they want to repurpose. Perfect. And so that, a friend of mine that I graduated from college with, she started it in Cincinnati in 2008, and I took that over from her in 2010, and have done that since, but was always in a temporary location, could only have the program like once a year, and then the problem was what I had left over at the end of the program, I still had to throw away, because I couldn't stay in the space, so now that it's been at the hub since April 1st of last year, Firms can donate any time of the year. That's a bonus. And then people can take away the, the items all year round. Amazing. So we've had six take big takeaway days. Um, our last one was um, the beginning of August, and we had over 7,000 pounds of stuff go out the door. Wow. Which is Amazing. Great. It yeah. is. It's yeah. pretty cool. It is. Yeah, it's like every, and all that counts so much, you know? It does. If we could just kind of weaponize this, like, across the lands, uh-huh. I think we'd be in a different place. Yes. Amazing. Uh-huh. Well, yeah. as we near a good stopping point here, I think, mm-hmm. what is something you would like the audience to really know, either about the hub or about the whole process here? Like, if, you know, feel free to look direct into the camera and tell <laughs> them what you need from them. Yeah. <laughs> So, I don't know. I mean, we're, like I said, we're a nonprofit, so we are are 100% funded by grants and donations, so we are in the midst of an annual fund drive right now. Oh, perfect. Um, We need donations to keep this thing going. We uh, have three part-time employees, um, and we're getting ready to start with our first full-time employee, and they are all um, grant-funded positions. So, but because they're grant funded, that means like in a year's time, then those funds, you know, go away. Uh, So we appreciate support for our annual fund for sure. And then just that we know that the, everything about recycling is difficult. Like it's, it's confusing. We talked about the chasing arrow symbol that that provides confusion to the consumers. And we really just want to help people as much as possible to provide either a place meaning us to take things or sending people to other places to, you know, keep that ball rolling as far as reuse is concerned. Yeah. And I think piggybacking on that last comment, um, I think the biggest thing I try to try to ask of people is Mm -hmm. just to start to think about it and just to get started. So Mm -hmm. what we are doing, I feel like is, you know, it's next level. It is like, you have to be pretty committed to to be doing to be collecting this many things in your house sure. and willing to drive them all over this, you know, and like fig clean them all out and figure it all out. It is so much easier to just throw it in your trash can. Yeah. You put it out to the curb, they take it away and, you, and it doesn't affect your life. Right. But it it does affect all of our lives ultimately. Rumkey is doing a major expansion right now of their landfill, so that affects all those people who live around there. Right. Um so really what I like to tell people is just to get started. Just, you know, maybe maybe stop buying one thing and find a different use for that. Or sure. maybe just taking, like, a, a good one I feel like is, like, the toothpaste, toothbrushes, and floss. Like, that's such an easy thing. It's clean. It smells good. It's <laughs> yeah. not totally disgusting. Like, that's one thing to just start collecting and bringing to us. So mm-hmm. just get started and ask questions. I mean, I, we're a wealth of knowledge at this point. Yeah. Like, 
none of us are in, we didn't get a degree in this, like nothing like that, but we just are super passionate about. I love it. Right? Yes. We just no. love reducing waste. We, we know, but we need that. And I think that's really cool. If, um, if somebody wanted to donate to the fund drive, what's the, is that also on the website? Absolutely. Absolutely. Perfect. Yep. It's on the first page where to donate. Cut, you know, you don't even have to click through. It's right on the first page. That's really cool. Yeah. yeah, I love it. What a noble process here. Thank you all yeah. so much for coming in and telling us about Thank this. You. Yeah. I'll Thanks be for I'll be us. down with all of my well sorted goods. <laughs> there here you soon. go. Well, we sorted. hope to see you. Yes, yeah, no, I'd, yeah. lo I'd love to check out the space. So yeah. this would be a lot of fun. It yeah. is. It's a classic case of reuse. It's an old 1904 built building. Sure. And yeah. We're just one tenant of many in this space, but. The owner's been really great to us, yeah. and it allowed us to get this up and running and going. I yeah. love hearing that. Yeah. Yep. Well, I wish you the best of success. Thank in the you meantime, so much. Of Thank you. Yeah. yeah. Thanks yeah. for coming Appreciate in. Appreciate the opportunity. Yeah. Of course. Yeah. All right. Cool. Do we feel better about that format? It's a little shorter. It's a little more concise. Way more consumable. And again, get on our YouTube page, the Jungle Gyms International Market. Hit subscribe. Hit the bell to be notified of new videos. Every time you watch a video with me, leave a comment. Tell me what you liked or what you didn't like. I mean, you could just write anything you want in there. I'm not that picky. I want to thank you all so much for listening to the show. Uh, I hope you enjoyed the new format, both for the audio podcast as well as for the video side. I think this is going to be the new future. I'm really excited to test this out. I would love your support, at, or at the very least, I would love your feedback. And on that note, I'll see you out there in the aisles buying cheese advent calendars. The Jungle Gyms podcast is recorded in the WJJI studio inside Jungle Gyms International Market in Fairfield, Ohio. The Jungle Gyms podcast is produced and hosted by Mark Borison.